Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Welcome, I'm Alex Anderson, to episode number 28. I'm asked often, what's the best part about quilting? And, you know, that answer has changed over time. I can remember when it was, ooh, going to the store and buying the fabric. <laughs> and then other times it might have been, oh, taking the quilt off the frame or going to a national show. Now my answer is, it's the people. It's you. I love quilters. I mean, truly... They are the nicest people on the face of the earth. In my 28, 29 years of quilt making, I've never met a quilter I didn't like. And when people ask, what was the best part about Simply Quilts? My answer would have to be twofold. First of all, I love quilting. It is definitely a part of my life and my lifestyle. And I love teaching quilting. Unfortunately, I can't be everywhere all the time. And what... The television show did was offer a format for me to teach my passion to people I might never meet. So that part was really, really cool about Simply Quilts. I could turn the light bulb on for people to the sport of quilting and have them enjoy this wonderful sport as much as you and I do. But the other part would be the guests of the show. We had many, many people who were big names and many, many people who were just starting out on their professional journey of quilt making and some people who just quilt at home by themselves and do something a little unique and really don't aspire to be a national teacher. And it's funny because I think of my heroes in the quilting world and one person always instantly comes to mind. She is a woman. Uh, yeah, I guess so, if she's a she. <laughs> and I have admired her from about the day I started quilting. This person is a phenomenal quilt maker and has created much of what we're enjoying today, meaning that if she had not paved the way in the way she has throughout the many years, I don't know that we would be quilting how we are today. Or it would be interesting to think, okay, what would the quilt world be without the path that she has blazed for us. I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to have to listen because I'm going to make you guess. If you know me, you'll know who it is without me even introducing her. And I do want to make sure that all the things we talk about will be available through a link on my website, alexandersonquilts.com. So go to the Quilt Connection, and I will link you to her site. She's doing some really cool things on the Internet that you are going to want to check out. So anyways, take a listen and see if you can guess who I'm talking about. Well, friends, you're going to be really happy that you're checking out this podcast, or excuse me, radio show, because... I cannot believe who has agreed to do an interview with me. Actually, I can believe because uh, the first season of Simply Quills, I said, there's no way you're going to get this person. And there she was, my idol, uh, someone I worshipped from afar and just thought, thinks she has hung the stars in the world of quilting. And I still do today. And now that I've gotten to know her, 
She is everything you think she is. She is talented. She is kind. She is organized. And she is the footmark of what we're enjoying today. Here is my friend, Jenny Beyer. Jenny, thank you so much. Oh, Alex, that's quite an introduction. <laughs> well, it's true. It's <laughs> I true. I about it all. And my husband would have to act absolutely disagree with you on the organization part. He does a real... <laughs> well, you faked me out then, okay? Okay, all right. I mean, on Simply Quills, you would come on as a guest, never had to worry about it. Never had to worry about it because I knew you'd be organized. And even this last show when we were doing the stuffed balls, yeah. <laughs> they kept talking back to us. Yeah, that's okay. Now, you have been in the business really since the beginning of the Renaissance, which was in the early 70s. Yes, I have. And yours was the first quilt book I bought. Oh, was it? Yeah. Do you still sell that one? No, unfortunately, those first few books are out of print. But I'm telling you, the changes that have happened since I got started are amazing. Can you give me some examples? Well, first of all, when I I started quilting when I lived in India, and when I came back... I was uh, in India, not Indiana. India. 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 Mm -hmm. And I came back with... My quilt that I'd started with Indian fabrics, they were dark and um, really pretty, you know, vibrant colors, just kind of that Indian feeling. And I, I loved the fabrics that I bought there. I came back and first of all, I couldn't find any store that sold fabric for quilters. There were, were no quilt shops. There were needlework shops that might have a few quilting supplies, but there were not quilt shops. Was this East Coast? This is the East okay. Coast. Yeah. There was one quilt shop about two hours drive from me and they had other things as well. But uh, it wasn't available, and then when you did find the fabrics, they were the little multicolor calico prints, and there weren't books, there were none of the tools that we have. I mean, the rotary cutter, I don't think it even been no, invented. No, it had not been invented. Yeah, no, it's just, it's incredible. Somebody new getting into quilting today, well, it might feel a bit intimidating because there's such incredible work being done by incredible artists. They have everything at their fingertips that they could possibly want in terms of looking patterns up in books, on the internet, I mean, this has been a huge change. Uh, having the internet and having quilters become savvy about how to use it and get on there and find all the wonderful sites that are available. Well, you think about that. You think about the internet even in the last, what, five years, would you say? Oh, yes. When did you start your site? I'm trying to remember. It was my son who came home and, Mom, you've got to get email. I, I don't want, I don't understand <laughs> computers. I don't want to have anything to do with it. You know, a Mom, give me your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> he went out and bought a modem, and then he himself took it about himself to set up a little website, and he said, you got to do this, it's really important, and boy, I was often going from that point on. I can remember when um, my webmaster's mom, who's a good friend of mine, the kids grew up together, she said, you need a website, and Matthew can do it for you, and I get on the phone, don't know anything, and I said, he said, well, first we have to get you a um I, I don't, you know, a place on the yeah. internet. And I said, what is that? And he goes, I said, I know nothing. And he goes, well, think of it as a parking stall in the mall. <laughs> think of what we've learned. I know. It's really incredible. We've all become quite savvy. I mean, the early days when I started teaching, I was giving my programs, you know, with a chart and magic markers and a blackboard. Now we've got the power presentations on our computer and projectors that can project the whole thing up. I mean, people can learn so much more and so much more quickly. I've got a built-in camera that can shine down on my hands and I can illustrate to 100 people right. how to do hand piecing. And I do want to give you a plug here as far as that goes. It's in Hilton Head every January. Yes. It, I got one of my honors in quilt making, you know, we talked about awards before we got started, was when Jenny Byer called and said, will you teach at my seminar? And 
to watch you command a room of how many women and men? 300. Yeah, yeah, all because of the way media is now. Yes, it's really incredible. And that's always the end of January, right? Yes, it is. Okay. What are some smaller changes that you think have been significant? I'll say the rotary cutter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, you do everything by hand. I do everything by hand. So a lot of the new tools and things um, aren't something that I specifically use. My kids, when the rotary cutter came out, wouldn't even let me get a hold of it because <laughs> I am so clumsy. And the few times that I have tried to use it, I've cut myself. Really? I didn't close the blade, dropped it on my foot. You know, I mean, I think it's a wonderful tool for people who know how to use it. It's fantastic. You do, so you still use scissors? Oh, I use scissors. Yeah, I use scissors. But, you know, I cut myself with the scissors, too. <laughs> That's when my dad got the rotary cutter and he cut himself. And he goes, you didn't tell me it was sharp. You know, <laughs> the hot glue gun's hot. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about your handwork because you are just sure that piecing by hand is faster. Oh, well, I mean... For me, it is. For mm -hmm. me, it is definitely faster. And I can get somebody, you give everybody the same block, the same fabric, and have one person start from scratch on the machine and have me start from scratch on by hand. And I think I can do it as fast, if not faster, than the person who's doing it on the machine. Well, when you came on Simply Quilts, I think it was the second day of taping, and Rob Weller, who is one of the owners of Weller Grossman, came on set and... I mean, your quilt set him on his pins. I mean, your quilts are not for wimps, Ginny. <laughs> you know, I mean, really. Well, you know, it's really hard on the machine. To, I mean, unless you're doing foundation piecing, and then you're limited to the designs that can be adapted to foundation piecing, it's really hard to get the precision. You know, I've had people on some of my patterns come and say, I just could not get that center to come together with all eight of those triangles. I said, did you do it by hand, or did you do it by machine? Well, I did it by machine. I said, well, that's why. You know, <laughs> you have to, you know. And I was so... I mean, I think there's incredible machine work being done. I have such awe for people like Carol Breyer Fallard and, you know, people like Libby Lehman who, you know, do wonderful, beautiful thread work. I mean, all of the artists out there. I mean, I don't want to exclude exactly, anybody by exactly. naming a lot of names, you know, forgetting a lot of names, but they're beautiful work that's being done. But I was also a little dismayed in the end of the 1900s, uh, you know, where I would go to quilt shows and you would be hard pressed to find any quilt that was hand quilted. And it was, you were hard-pressed to find any quilt that was hand-pieced. And I thought, you know, it's dying out. A new person gets involved in quilting, and they think the first thing they have to buy is a sewing machine. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. You know, you, you start learning the basics by hand just the same way you learn chords when you're learning to play the piano. And I was bound and determined that I wanted to turn that around just a little bit. Do you yeah. own a sewing machine? I own a sewing machine. I get it out every now and then if I have to mend something, okay. <laughs> you know, clothes okay. or something. Uh -huh. But I thought, you know, as we go into this 20th century, we can't let the hand-piecing skills die out. And that's why I put a lot of time and effort into my book, Quilt Making by Hand, which has a lot to offer to people, any quilter, whether you're doing by hand or machine. But it has very specific um, photographs. There's a CD that goes along with it if people want to see my hands. And I really have to say, I've... I think I've turned a lot of people on to hand piecing. Well, I was really glad when you decided to write that book, and I was going to throw a plug in. And it was, a, if you want to do this, that book is very good. And, of course, you, people can get it off your website, right? Yes. Yes, Okay, and I will, we're going to talk a little in a little bit about your website. Um, I will direct people there, okay? Now, if you could have written your script in the quilting world, would you have guessed it as it is now? Absolutely not. I remember it was in the late 
1700. <laughs> wow, was, you're looking good, Ginny. Yeah. <laughs> no, the late 1970s. Um, things started happening. I, I you know, I, I won a contest, uh, the one and only contest I've ever entered, and uh, I was starting to get publicity. People were starting to ask me to teach some classes mm-hmm. outside of my home area, and I was writing my first book. And I remember saying to myself, "I have no idea where this is heading." Or where it's going to take me, but I guess if I keep following the path that seems right, right. at the time, I'll figure out where it's going. And I, I, mean, I, you would have never been able to tell me that I would be doing what I'm doing today. Well, how do you balance everything that you do? Well, you have to learn to say no to a lot of things. You have to balance the things that are you feel that are more important. Not that anything's more important than another, but things. Well, for one thing, now that I'm getting a little older, I think okay. First of all, I'm going to do the things I want to do. Mm-hmm. You well, know? you certainly pay dues. I mean, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've done a lot of traveling, a lot of schlepping of bags. And I thought, you know, I've got to pick and choose where I go and what I do and do things I want to do um, because then I, that will let me be fresh and excited about what's going on. Um, I spend a lot of time, I mean, the fabric designing, you know, I've been fabric, designing fabrics for RJR Fabrics since 1982. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I've been. And that's a major, major part of what I do. I spend probably a few hours every day that I'm home working on fabric designs. I travel to the design studio several times. How often um, do different lines come out? I do six lines a year. Six? Oh, Jeannie, that's a lot. That is a lot of collections. So a, a major part of my work is that. I now have a quilt shop. Uh, I opened a shop about five years ago that I like to think of as a Ginny Buyer boutique because there were a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of fabrics that shops can choose from, and very seldom will any one shop buy everything that I've designed in that year. Well, they can't. They can't. You know, they have to pick and choose and have the look for their shop and all of that. So we would get people, I live in the Washington, D.C. area, and people would come and they'd say, well, where can I find your fabrics? Which quilt shop has your fabrics? And there wasn't any one I could pick out and say, this is where you go. And after hearing that so many times, I finally thought, you know, I should open a small shop that just showcases my fabric line. And so that's what I've done. And it's been really successful. And I want to say at your retreat, you have a lot of it. And when I walked into, you have a really great store there with really great stuff. Yes. And it's, wow. I mean, you have done a lot, but six a lot. I mean, six a year. I know because I work, you know, with another company, six a year's tremendous yeah it's 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 a big it's a big commitment of my time so that's a commitment the shop is a commitment but I don't quote work at the shop I've got really fine managers who run it and I teach classes there and I try to group the classes Mm -hmm. that I teach so that if somebody from one out of town wants to come and take a Friday Saturday class they can all that information is on the website or they can contact us we have books you do books and I and I write books you know and when I'm writing a book and uh that's a real push too. So, you know, that's when I go, I want to be, I want to take this time to write the book. I don't want to do this right now. I really want to work on my book, you know? So yeah, it's hard juggling the time, but I have cut back on my traveling to teach quite a bit. I don't travel at all in the summertime. I want to stay home cause I love to garden too. And I, um, I want to stay home, have time if the family says come out and visit or, you know, if I just want to go out in the garden or I want to regroup and spend the time. And, um, so Basically, my travel and teaching schedule is in the fall and in the spring. Do you set aside blocks of time, or do they just kind of magically happen? Do you say, say, the month of July, I'm doing something else? I say the month of June, July, and August, I'm not traveling to teach. Okay, but then you're still working on the fabric and the books and all that kind of stuff. No, but my husband and I, I finally got him (laughs) to say, okay, we're going to take a two-week vacation every year. So we have at least the two of us just 
go off somewhere. Yes. And that's a good just take a deep breath, go somewhere fun, somewhere relaxing, you know, where you're not real busy. So we have been doing that every year. And that's a nice break where I, I don't take my computer. I don't check into the Internet. Do you take, do you take your PC? Oh, yes. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, well, speaking of your website, you told me what was going on with it. And I went and checked it out. This is really cool. Explain to everybody what you're doing on your website. This is a tool that everyone's going to want to use. It's it's really fun. And again, this takes a lot of my time because I do all the blocks and all the patterns. But I'm, I'm so pleased with the feedback. We started a feature a couple of years ago that we call Block a Week. And um, what happens is it's, we have a design board associated with it. Every week we put up a new free pattern that visitors can download. You don't pay anything to get on the site or anything. You can download the free pattern. All the patterns are archived. So now we have, I think we have somewhere like 117 patterns. They are um, in 6, 10, and 12-inch sizes. So each pattern you can download a file for each of those sizes of patterns. And um, I use, you know, fabrics, color them in with fabrics so you can see how they look colored. But then the exciting part is you pick a block. You can pick a block from one of these. You can alphabetize them or go by number of when we put them in and so forth. And then they can go to the design board and they can see what that block looks tiled. Uh, you know, several blocks side by side a together. Quilt. It's a quilt. It's a quilt. Yeah, it's a quilt made up of that block. And then they can change the border on the block. So there's a lot of borders. They can select a different border and see what different borders look like. If they think, well, I might like to have this block uh, colored a little differently. Maybe I'd like dark here instead of light. They can choose to select a line drawing of that quilt without any coloring mm -hmm. in at all. Then they can print that out and then color it in however they want. And then once they've selected a pattern and a design they like, if they happen to like the fabrics in there, or if they want their own fabrics, they can find out how much yardage they need because they can go over to the calculation side and they can say, okay, it asks, okay, how many, what size block do you want? You put in 6, 10, or 12. Uh, how many blocks across do you want? How many blocks down do you want? And you press a button and boom, it gives you the yardage amounts that you need for creating that quilt from the design board. It's a lot of fun. And every Friday we put up a new block and uh, once in a while when I'm on vacation, I didn't get it done. Yeah, what so, do you do about that? Well, <laughs> well I, you know, I just apologize to everybody. You know, I'm human. Yeah. I, I get busy and um, I uh, you know, did not get a block up this week, but we'll have one next week. But I try to, I try to work in chunks so that I can get 12 blocks done at a time so that I'm not every week thinking I have to, you know, right. get this new block up. Right. Now... Is it? Can you track which blocks are accessed more and things like that? You know, I bet we could, but I haven't talked uh, the, to the person who handles my website. I need to talk to because I think that would be really interesting. That would be interesting to yeah, see. Check on that. You know what people use and stuff like that. How computer literate do you need to do need to be to do this? Oh, not at all. I mean, if you know how to get on the internet and how to get on mm -hmm. a website. You just click and there you are. You don't have to do anything. Just follow the directions. It's just very, very easy to do. Well, when you agreed to do this um, interview and I, you told me about it and I want to see it before we talk, I thought, you know what, when quilters, I'm sure you have a faithful following that know about it, but for those who do not know about it, well, you, it could be addictive. <laughs> Well, it is. I mean, I get people emailing me and saying, oh, I just can hardly wait. Every Friday I go in to see what new block you've got up, and thank you so much. And some people have printed all the blocks out, and, and they've come into the shop, and they've shown me a notebook. See, I've got every one of them, you know, and they have them all printed out, and they're just, they love it. And I've had, I've had 
guilds contact me and say, you know, we're doing a block a week or a block a month through the guild. Would it be okay if we used your blocks for the block a week? And I said, sure. You know, that's that's what it's there for. Just, I, you know, let people know it's from my website and, mm-hmm. you know, that I gave you permission to do it because that's what people will ask you. And um, it's it's been a lot of fun to have people use them in that way. And what else do you have on your website for people to enjoy? Well, we have a lot of quilt tips. If they want to know how to work with border prints, how to miter corners, how to, you know, fussy cut the borders the way I, I like to work, we have tips on hand piecing, hand quilting, how to put a border on a quilt, how to put a border print on a rectangle quilt, you know, a lot of that stuff. There's a gallery of a lot of my quilts. We have our shop newsletter on there. I do notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, periodically, I'll write a little note about what's going on in my life and what, uh, you know, what's happening. We'll update the notes periodically. So there's uh, a lot. We have uh, online shopping. All of my fabrics that, that I have, all my fabric collections are on the website very, very easy to find them and navigate them. You can just search, search by style number or you can just go into the collections and look that way. My books and videos, everything. You know, you think about it. It I, When I, on my website, Matthew talked me into a shopping cart, you know, and that yes. was such a big deal. And now, I mean, people aren't going to use this. And Oh, yeah, you can just sit down and go click, 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 and there you are. Yeah, like it's, we, um, <laughs> we've started doing a feature that also gets a lot of people in there. You know, because because my shop has only my fabrics, mm-hmm. if I'm low on inventory, I can't just go out and buy more because i got to wait for the next collection, you know, right. to come out. So um, sometimes you over-order because I have to have a big warehouse of fabric. And then sometimes we might get a little too much. So we've started a weekly. Every Tuesday we do a web special, and I have four or five fabrics that we put on sale or maybe a kit that's overstocked or, or something. You know, we have web specials every Tuesday, and we get a lot of people come in just waiting for Tuesday to come to see what we've got on special this day. So it's kind of fun. I always make sure it's older fabric because the last thing I want to do is to compete at a lower price with fabrics that local quilt shops are going to have. You know? Well, exactly, because really the heart of this industry is the local quilt Absolutely. shop. Absolutely, and I always urge people to go to their local quilt shop first. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing, because they need our support. They absolutely need our support. And um, so I make it absolutely sure that this fabric is one that nobody's going to have anymore, you know. So do you have anything in the next six months that you're planning for, another book coming out? Well, or? I'm working on a book now. It'll be introduced at the fall 2007 quilt market okay and it's a big 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 project it's sort of a revision of my second book the quilters album of blocks and borders which had 750 designs that's the book that's That's, the book that is the book it's out of print everybody's asked for it that book had 750 designs my new book is going to have more than 3,000 now that book had an overlay that went on it right you'll have the overlay again and let me explain that what that is is people sometimes don't know whether it's a nine patch or a five patch or you know whatever and then it would be like a piece of acetate or something yes with a grid on it and then you could put it on top of the block and then you you know you knew how to draft it and all that yeah and with everybody drafting blocks on their computers and all and as i say there's over three thousand blocks in the or designs in the book and i've got all the blocks categorized by what you're saying mm-hmm. by the grid so all the ones that have just a two-by-two grid will be together. The Mm -hmm. ones that have an underlying grid of four-by-four will be clumped together. So they'll know this is a four-patch, so then they can go to that particular grid and lay it on top of the design and say, oh, I see. And we're doing the designs both in color, I mean, colored in in fabric, and we're doing just the line drawing of the design. So, because so many designs 
the line drawing can be colored 20 different ways and the pattern looks completely different. I don't want to be redundant and put the same design over and over and over in the book, the same exactly. basic line exactly. drawing. So I'm adding the fabrics and colors the way I might do it if I were making it, using borders and other interesting things, and then showing the line drawing so it's easier to see the basic design. Oh, I want a copy. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I can hardly wait to get it done. We need this. We need this. Yeah. Well, Jenny, I want to thank you so much for coming here today and talking to everyone. Oh, it's been a delight, Alice. It's always a delight to work with you. Well, and you too. You too. And um, may your magic continue. Thank you. You too. And have a great day, okay? Okay. And until we meet and you want to check out Jenny's website, I'll put a link on my website to hers or just go to www.jennybuyer.com. Awesome. Have a good day. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.